Today's guest is Jamie Lake Cameron. She is a couture clothing designer in Little Rock, Arkansas. She came to the United States from Iran in the 70s, and she's got a very interesting story. I'm glad that she, well, I'm sorry for the circumstances, but I'm glad that she was able to stay in this country where she and her husband have raised two great kids, and she's made her mark on the fashion industry, certainly in the state. And I wouldn't say it all started with Hillary Clinton, but she certainly helped, and she's clothed many uh, important women in this area and beyond. In her recent history, she has started Arkansas Fashion School, and I actually took one session maybe five years ago. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I wish that I had the time to do the full course. I don't really want to be a fashion designer, but I love the process of sewing and creating things, and she is so meticulous and really taught me a lot just in that short period. So if you have any interest or if your kids do, I really recommend this program. It's just a great environment. It's fun. Love the workspace. She is, (laughs) Jamile is hardcore, but in a good way, and she's very... um, she's demanding in a positive way. You know, she wants you to do your best and she always does her best. And she's always thinking from the perspective of being a businesswoman and how she, both she can be successful, but also all her protégés and the people she helps. She wants everyone to be successful and she is not greedy about her place in the fashion world, which I really admire and I like about her. When I visited her to have this discussion, I was at her store and school and I was able to talk to one of her students, Freddie Reynolds. Now, Freddie spent a whole career doing something else. He's originally from Pine Bluff, but then he decided to do what he'd always wanted to do, and that's learn how to be a designer. So it was a really nice conversation with him, and I'll be posting links to his Instagram page, his interview on the Steve Harvey show as an older man. I think he's 65, so someone who has started a second career and is is sort of starting over. But anyway, it's a lot of fun. There is going to be a big fashion show in August. I really, really want you to get tickets. Uh, You can buy them now. And it's a showcase of lots of local designers who have come through the school. And I really just highly recommend it. I'm looking forward to going so I can see what kind of stuff everyone is putting out. I used to watch Project Runway all the time, and I just love it. Although pretty much these days I wear the same three dresses because that's all I fit into. But that's all right. Maybe I'll start sewing again and, and start making my own clothes that actually fit me. So anyway, I really hope you enjoy the show and please check out Arkansas Fashion School on Facebook, uh, the students on Instagram, all the links that we're going to share. And if you know anyone who has always been interested in clothing design or sewing, creating costumes, you could do kids clothes, men's clothes, all of it, please check it out. In the meantime, enjoy this show. Jamile. Jamile. Okay. It looks like American, they have Jamie Lee. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you don't have that accent of A-E, just go Jamile. Okay. Jamile. Because I've always heard Jamie Lee. Well, that's fine. But Jamie I, Lee is American name too. There's a lot of ladies, they have right. their name is Jamie Lee. Right. But when I see your name, I don't see Jamie Lee. No. I see Jamile. Jamila or... Jamile. Jamile. At the end, it's, it's, it's just H. Okay. Jamile. Okay. Cameron is my last name. Okay, right. And you're from Iran? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me here. I never had that type of interview, but thank you. I think there's a lot of good news we can provide it for all our listeners. Yes, I am originally from Iran, and I moved here August of 78. I remember August 5th, I flew, and August 6th, I was in Lero, Arkansas, and my daughter was two years old. I just came first to stay 
with my brother for two or three months till my husband sold everything and really became here for him to be a student, to be a student and uh, pursue uh, accounting degree for four, five, six years and for us to go back. That was the initial you know, thing. But once we moved in here, then uh, the revolution starts. Mm-hmm. The revolution that Iranian, they took the hostages. It was uh, at the presidency of the Carter time. And it was pretty tough, very, very tough. And we sold everything what we had. We were very young, 20, 22, something around that area uh, of aging. And we brought enough for us to be as a student life, very conservative, not to spend too much. We brought it enough here to be the four years and then for it. But when they took the hostages and they took, they asked all the Iranian students to leave the country. And people were giving them very, very hard time. It was very, very, very hard time. And at that time, my husband and I and my daughter, Nirwana, we were going to CBC in Conway. And then after that, of course, my husband transferred to UCA. But anyway, we were going there. And one day, it was funny, uh, we couldn't speak much of English. None of us. Nirwana, by being two-year-old, she could learn much quicker mm-hmm. the English and kids uh, at the school, the girls especially, they liked her. They would take her to their room and all that. Play with so in six months, she just learned the English perfect. Mm-hmm. But for us, no, it was hard. So we would go to classes and it was hard to open, which is I think all the foreigner uh, students, they go through that. It's not easy for them to learn the language. And then plus we had the family, plus um, through the politics, it was giving us hard time. So it, it was a very, very hard time. So... One day we were in the class and we found out that students, they were talking, you know, pitch, 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 you know, like that. And the professor came and she looked at us and looked at us and asked them to hush. We had no idea what they are talking about. So after the class, he took us to his office. I will never forget that. He said, he explained it to us that what happened, that Iranian, they took the hostages. And that's what these people, they were talking. But if any of them would give us hard time, all I need, all we need just to call him. And he would open a room in his house and he will keep us there. So that woke us up that then we found out what's going on there. So anyway, it never happened. Nobody bothered us on other states. Yes, they did. They burned the Iranians' car. They didn't let them to go into there. But no, not really. And then after that, of course, all the assets that we had, it was closed down. And Carter didn't allow anything to come for a student. Just shut down. Of course, our parents were diseased, but we were on our own feet. But we, we knew that we cannot get any help from home. Or even what we had, the government said, if you wanted those things, the land, whatever, you have to come home. And we said, no. So we stayed here. We started very, very, very zero at the very zero. And we already bought a house here. We sold it. And the gas went up. And we, we rent an apartment for us to stay there. I started looking for a job. So the only thing that helped me when I was back home, although it was right after high school, I was working at one of the Shaw's company, IEI, which is he had planned to turn the country from the farming to industry. And a lot of American diplomats was there. And we were forced one hour a day. We had to take English classes at the office. So I knew a little bit how to type real well, but I didn't know what I'm typing. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot, just a little bit. So I came here and I went, okay, what to do? No money coming there. My husband is a student. We had to pay double because we were not resident. And I have a family. I have a daughter. So I went to several places for a job. They said, no. Finally, I went to a state hospital. 
in administration and they asked me to type and I type 80 words per minute and they were shocked. If they would ask me what I'm typing, I had no idea what I was typing. Anyway, I got the job there. I got the job and that was good. And my husband found any job that he could possibly do. And I thought, okay, he's going to school. My daughter is still two years, two and a half years. So I started going to school and I went to UALR night classes and I learned shorthand and I learned a little bit language here, there and just keeping my job there. And then in the meantime, I thought, okay, this is not what I want. I want to go back to my talent, to the fashion. So I would, I remember we were in an apartment or our neighbors, they were young girls that they were roommates there. I would, you know, talk to them just to learn the language from them. And I would do free job for them, (laughs) free work if they want to just do some touch up with their jacket, things like that. Then it happened that then a few years went by and we just struggled, struggled with that, with so many different things. And then it just happened that Rockefeller had a, a special program math program for kids all around Arkansas, the most smartest one in the math, and they would go and take those courses. It's called gifted math. So my daughter applied, you know, she was at that time, then she was six, seven years old. And guess what? Chelsea entered that one too. Chelsea Clinton won and my daughter won. So that's where I met Hillary. Mm -hmm. And I just broke leave, you know, very broken language. At that time, then I could speak a little bit. I told her what I do or what I like to do. So uh, she asked me to send her the sketches and then come to the governor's mansion to meet her. And that one was very, very early 80, mm-hmm. very early 80. So I went there and I did her first inaugural design and then uh, did some touch up for Bill too. And that's how it started. Then right after that, I met Judge Imber mm-hmm. and she became she was just just trying to be a judge at that time. Then when the words went on and all that. But the thing is, I was going to stay working till four or five o'clock, going to UALR for classes and then coming home and I start designing. So really 10 years went like that. And I would sleep probably a couple of hours a night. And then uh, I became you know, pregnant with my son. Then I thought it's not going to work all these things together because I was... At that time, UALR was presenting, giving a degree of business administration. You will learn a little bit of business, a little bit of administration. And and then also it wasn't computer. And they were saying in future 10 years from then, it might be COBOL going around and taking the order. So we were learning the COBOL. And of course, nobody had a computer in their home. Yeah. UALR would open the computer for a student after nine o'clock. Wow. After their midterm. So I would stay there till 11, 12, working on the program. And it went and I did okay on those, but it didn't work because I I could not see my family at all. Mm -hmm. So what I did, the first thing I did, I quit that one, quit UALR. I said, I don't want to work with machine. I want to work with my hand and I want to do creativity. Okay. Then it came to a state job. Should I keep it? Shouldn't? And I kept that one too because I was learning the language and it was a little bit money was coming and not a whole lot. So I kept that one till I think my son was two years old. Um, Then I quit that one too. And I put all my attention on designing in one small room, as small as my office right there. And I catered the most exclusive, famous ladies in Arkansas. 
the only one that I would go to governor's mansion, it was just for Hillary. Everybody would come right to that room. So it went on and on till I thought, okay, the house is getting small for me. I, I looked for this place. I opened this place, my uh, couture house. I opened it on March of 89. It's almost 30 years. In the same location. The same location <laughs> that I'm in here. So I had a fantastic business at the beginning. It was a little bit scary, but my business went up and a lot of people came. Then I went, they invited me for fashion show, for example, Chicago and Asheville here, there. And I went and uh, I was very, pretty much happy with my, you know, and then at around the same area time, Nirvana went into the college and my son was growing up. Life got a little bit busy. And then, of course, long time before then, we became the citizen. So that solves a lot of a lot of other stress that it would be, you know, on anybody. So we had we were very, very happy. And the reason that I never thought I would teach and I was, as I said, I was very happy with my type of client. I didn't have to have to cater the whole town, just few and a few season by season, I was working with them and create the line for them. And, or if they want to go to some opera in New York, they would call me. And this was that kind of exclusive, very, very limited clientele, but I would be doing fantastic work for Mm -hmm. them. And that's what made me famous. And the quality of the work toward it, I would import my fabric from Europe, from other designers and a small cut I would buy and then put, still you see it everywhere or those fabrics there. And till I had a couple of students from different universities that they would, uh, they were interested to come here and to intern here as to see to be apprentice or intern for a fashion designer. I was the one and only designer for all those years. So they came, some of them, they would come just for a short time. Some of them, they were very serious, especially one of them. When I go to, she got a four-year degree from uh, from Fayetteville, but she had a great education, but she didn't know anything hands-on. Mm-hmm. She could not create a line by itself to be really, to be showing it to manufacturing. And also she wanted to go to Savannah for, you know, graduate school. So obviously Savannah wanted to know what she can do other than theoretical. So she interned for me and she stayed. And that's what I decide to do something for the public. Because for many years, they called me, how can I be a designer? I said, okay, go to Dallas, go to there. And it's not convenient for everybody. Not everybody can handle $30,000 a year. You know, Savannah for two-year graduate school is $120,000. And nobody can afford that. And putting myself in their position, you know, no. So I start searching to see what other universities are doing because I am a self-trained designer. When I was a kid, 9, 10, 11 years, I took one summer course. And the rest of them, really, I built it up myself. I learned it myself and I did it myself. I didn't take any classes. I didn't go to any university. No family who taught you? No, no. But my aunt, my senior aunt, was uh, she was the best tailor in the town that we were living. And I would sit by her when I was a little kid and grab whatever leftover fabric she had, take it home and do something for my dolls. Mm-hmm. I always liked the colors. I always liked to work with my hand, even at that age. So when I was 11, my father send me to a design school one summertime, but I had to promise him not to, um, he knew how much passion I have, not, uh, I promised him not to quit my high school. So that was it. 
That was all my training. Then after that, um, really, I'm jumping to another thing. But anyway, after that, uh, we moved to Tehran. Then I got married and my mom died. It was the greatest tragedy on my in my life. And I thought, I don't want to, because it was the fault of the doctor that my mother died. And I thought, I don't want to stay there. At that time, I was engaged to my husband. And I said, this is it. I don't want to stay here. My father is alive, but, you know, he can come with us or whatever. I don't want to stay. So we could go to uh, to Europe or we could come to U.S. I chose U.S. because my brother was only living here mm-hmm. a year before. So that's how it started. Anyway, that is the story about that. But anyway, coming back to the school, and I searched some of the schools to see what do they teach. Of course, over the 40 years of my practice here, I did it all from the very simple thing to all the way to ball gown to the wedding gown and all that I did. And I looked at their book that they are teaching. Uh, I didn't like it. It wasn't that what I want my students to learn. I want them to come for a shorter time, much more conservative uh, budget and learn hands-on if they're, they have enough passion for it, hands-on and go out there and work mm-hmm. and work and make money in the privacy of their own home. And so I didn't want to teach history, math or anything like that. I want to just be focused on fashion study. That's what people, they need. That's what helped me to the hardest time when I came to this country, all the jobs was close to me in my own house. I made a living. So I want to just copy those who I am or or who I have been to others to Mm -hmm. say, okay, if I did that, you can do that too. So I didn't like those books. So I thought I start writing my book. I thought, okay, I want to go to European method, Gerlevin. I want to go to metric system because the whole world is the metric, just U.S. is not. Sometimes they will be there too. So I wrote my book, which is, took me up to seven years to complete it. I started with two courses. It, it was no book, nothing. Um, two books that I would give them printout. I remember when you mm-hmm. were my students, probably we did printout, but then as they asked me more and more, I added right now, we have, um, of course, from day one, I was licensed with Department of Education. I, from day one, it was, our school was licensed. But then... Well, did you have to go through an accreditation process? For a state, it wasn't hard. It was um, a Department of um, Higher Education. So we did that one. Then I found out, okay, I really like to get higher accreditation. So five years ago, I called Washington. Oh, first of all, when I went to open the school, I went to Department of Education. They told me, no, I cannot open the school. And because I have to have a, uh, I have to have a teacher with bachelor degree in that one, master degree on that one. I said, I don't want any of these. Wow. I want a hands-on school for people to come. And I don't want all that. It's like a trade school. Just like right. a trade school. And then I went and I called Washington through Mark Pryor. And I said, I want to do these things, even the beauty schools, they have this school, why they are stopping me? They said, no, nothing can stop you. You can go ahead, but this is the system to go. So I got my license from state and I started that. Then a few years after that, I thought I really need to get, uh, in order for my students to get a little bit financial help or a little bit government help, a little bit of sense, I need to be higher accredited. So five years ago, five years ago, <laughs> I started applying through the Washington. I start for asset. January of this year, 
it completed everything they came and to visit and all that. So we are waiting for April. Their council would meet and we will find out in June or July whether we are accredited or not. By getting that accreditation, higher accreditation, it will be great for my school. First of all, in sub.com, we be edu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was we were excited about that. And then after after a while, probably we can have a foundation. I'm looking for a foundation to put together. So uh, to be 501, so we can put some money for the students that they cannot afford it. Right now, they pay it off of their own pocket. Mm-hmm. I have a binder of three inches that the students, they came here. Although our tuition is not high, it's just even a lot, a lot less than a state university. And uh, they cannot afford it. So by then, they will be able to do them. They will give us another step to go for Title IV and all that and to reach out. Especially, I'm, I'm more excited about the foundation because there are people that they like to donate or support a student or a sponsored student as long as it's, they can get some help from the tax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still, at this time, really, there are sponsors out there that they are sponsoring our school because they love education. Mm-hmm. They love what we are doing in here. They love that how much it changed Arkansas, how many students we graduated and they are famous designer right now. I have one that is selling three different countries. Mm-hmm. I have one that uh, practices in Nashville. I have I have a couple of doctors that graduated here. And so it has been affecting a lot, but it can be better. And really for the last 11 years, no, this this September, you'll be 12 years out of school. I work day and night, day and night with a very, very limited budget. Even if I had to put it from my own money to put it there, I did that. But school is in very good shape right now. I'm very, very proud of my students. The one that they stayed, they finished it. They are very successful right mm-hmm. now. They are very, very successful. So what are a few names of people um, who I could link to? Okay. Uh, Shonda, Ali Shoma, that she graduated on the 14th. My own assistant that up to March, she worked for me. She was at Abbey. She was uh, 14 years old when she, 13, 14, something like that. And then at the age of 15, at that time, we had just 300 clock hours. Now, because of our accreditation, we moved it to 600 clock hours. And uh, she finished it by what we had. And right after that, she started working for me as assistant. And now she's in college pursuing, you know, marketing degree. And then God knows where her to. Amanda so, that you saw down the stairs, she's a graduated from my, and mm-hmm. she's working here right mm-hmm. now. And she's even teaching our costume design because she has a lot of art classes, you know, things like that. I have Dr. Brown, who is tonight, is her uh, fashion show. I have God, Nichelle Terry. She's complete line of uh, children and, you know, formal she has. I could go on and mm-hmm. on, you know, how many students I have uh, you know, graduated from this program. And not only they made changes in their life, they made changes on other lives mm-hmm. too. Are most of the people from Arkansas or do they come from other no, states? No, they come from everywhere. I have, as a matter of fact, more from out of state that I have from Jonesboro. I have from Russellville. I have from El Dorado. I have, um, yeah, I have it from everywhere. And the one that they are really, really passionate about, even two hours right here, I have from Memphis. I have several graduated from Memphis. And that is as far as we go right now. But with our online classes, it might open a little bit more for people. Mm-hmm. Is Dallas the closest other accredited fashion school or, or school similar to this one? I think Dallas would be the first one. Mm-hmm. Dallas, especially once we get our accreditation, 
really in the magnitude that I teach, there is no school out there. Mm-hmm. All the schools, like they're fantastic school with fantastic program, but they teach everything. And when it comes to the fashion, then there's so much. It's like you have so many children and you divide all the attention. But for us, we put all our attention on the fashion. Mm-hmm. nothing else. So that's what they get more successful because that's what exactly what they want. And right after we train them to be an independent fashion designer, that mm-hmm. means they can open their business. They can work for other companies. I can list 16 jobs that like, for example, dealers or others or other big manufacturing can hire them. So they'll become a dressmaker, tailor, um, pattern maker, drafter, consultant. I mean, there's so much, there's so much that in that almost three years, we teach them. It covers everything. So it's not like they, that we don't offer them the job because we train them to be independent. That's what our mentality is. But if they do want to find a job, like two years ago, dealer asked me for some of my um, senior uh, students and I send them, you know, if they want a job, they find, and I'm looking for more to have a big fashion organization to call us for that. They do it all the time. Right. And we, uh, whatever they need, we offer it to our student, then it will be between them. And so, so coming out of this school, they could be designers, buyers. Buyers, they can be uh, tailored, they can be, we have two different methods of pattern making. One is the flat pattern making that they do, and then we have a body draping. So there's two different a program that we teach, either one of them can be five, six position right there that they can do it. Like they can be just um, a drafter. They can be just uh, or um, uh, pattern maker or sizers or so many is in the fashion industry. And even some of the, even if there are any shortage, some of the manufacturing, when they see their workmanship, they offer the, the job and then they train them for what they need. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? For us, for me, I cannot, for our AFS, we cannot hire an instructor from outside because they don't know our system. The best is our own trained students. They can work. They have to work for us after their graduation three years uh, in order to become a licensed instructor, Mm -hmm. which is in that three years, they go over everything again. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Not only they get paid, they get over and then become there. That's what we are are like now. Um, I have the lady Beth was there. She's in training. Amanda is in the second year training. And then I'm hoping a couple of others that they are almost graduating. They'll join us at least for three, four years. Then they learn a lot more. They learn the business side of it, you know, and all that. So Mm -hmm. then they will be more successful. So two questions. The first is what kinds of people come to the school? Mm-hmm. I was more a hobbyist yes. um, and I loved it, yes. uh, but I haven't really sewn since then. I mean, I did oh, some, but fine. I want to get back into it. So I'm sure. looking forward to the online classes. But the second question is, so what kinds of people come to you? The second is just a real basic kind of highlight of the course. Okay. To answer your first question, we have a student from age of 13 all the way to 65. Did you see the older man, gentleman? Mm-hmm. He was on uh, Steve Harvey's show because Channel 4 did a segment on him. I mean, uh, it's how inspiring he can be for others and all that. And so this is the age-wise from 13 all the way any age. And second is pe- people that 
I have a lot of applicants here that uh, they went to graphic design or they went other because their passion was fashion, but or they went even cosmetology, mm-hmm. but their passion was fashion. But at that time, it was no school for them to go or they didn't know it. And so they come here. And other than that, people that they love to sew mm-hmm. as a hobby. And then once they come, then they begin to like it more because they see the quality of their work. Oh, well, let me tell you that one. Last year, we, um, 11 of our students, we all went to New York Fashion Week. That was, I never forget it. We had a lot of fun. And each of our uh, students, they were just two or three of them graduated. The rest of them, they were students. So we went there. Then the show came up. And of course, you'd see a lot of photographers there, a lot of papers, you know, editor and all that. Few of them came to me and say, tell me, uh, are they... Uh, instructors or are they students? I said, they are students. And they all tell me, swear to God, so they told me they never seen a line that completely done, that perfectly done in a long, long time. Wow. Even MIT students, they were there. They just came to see what AF is showing. Okay. So, of course, it's expensive. Not all students can do it every year. So, we had planned to go this year. And the company that we work with, they said, okay, this is the price. And, uh, and I presented to my student. They said, no, Miss Cameron, we cannot do it this year. And then after a while, he brought it to almost 70% off. And I was shocked because that guy does not lose a penny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, I asked him, I said, how come? He said, let me tell you, after we finished our show, other universities, they thought, what a good idea if a school can go as a group to fashion sh- fashion week and uh, for them to get experience, to get exposure and all that. So he called a couple of them and they came, they showed their line. None of them was as good as our students. Wow. That's what he brought the price so much done. Unfortunately, still our student couldn't afford it. That's mm-hmm. what I want that, you know, budget. The foundation. The foundation mm-hmm. to help these students mm-hmm. that, for example, if their car works that it doesn't. So it will be a budget there for mm-hmm. them to do it till we get a little bit higher than mm-hmm. that. But that's, I have a picture there. You're welcome to take the picture, all the 11 of them. I will. Them. And uh, it was two doctors there. Dr. Brown, who is having show tonight, and also Dr. Uh, Nina Bhattara. She's she's Indian uh, GI doctor. And anyway, so we had a lot of fun. We learned a lot. We had a lot of fun. We lifted. We did good, good experience. But we'll see when we can have the budget again mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not cheap, especially when we go there. I take them to an manufacturing to see what's going on, and I take them to a business uh, industry uh, section or fabric section for them to buy fabric. So. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. expensive just to go to New York. Life. Yes, it's anyway. for a student life. So right. hopefully by 20, I don't think we can go 19 this year. Maybe for next year, we can put some set aside budget for mm-hmm. them. I have a very, very talented students. Very talented well, students. Just the one class that I took. Well, for, I have to say, I was so impressed with the quality and what you taught us how to do. I still love the French seam, which I'd never heard of. Oh my God, saved. everything changed. Everything Everything from them, it changed. Yes. I mean, we had it for 32 hours Mm -hmm. and it was a lot there to learn. We divide them in 40. And now we have, um, I remember we had that intro to fashion one day conference in here. Mm -hmm. Now we have it online for them and they can have 10 weeks to finish that. 
And that is the same thing other universities, they drag it for two semesters. Our students, they receive their diploma. They receive their diploma after they finish 600 clock hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that takes how long? It's almost three years by coming once a week to a school for four hours. Mm -hmm. But we are trying to do that one uh, because each of these courses right now, it takes 10 weeks. We are trying to add one hour a week in a four hours to make it five. And then they can save nine months Mm -hmm. out of that. And they can graduate a little bit over two years. Mm -hmm. That's what we are planning to do. And then in the intervening days, uh, do they have projects to work on? Definitely. They come here. When they come here, of course, uh, we have a basic tailoring and we have intro to fashion, uh, that that is for the public. Everybody can take these two courses. And then at the end of 10 weeks or eight weeks, they can say, okay, it is for me or it is not for me. Mm -hmm. If it is for me, then they become students and they fill up enrollment application for the whole program, fashion study program. And at that time, we have three basics. Course one is all type of skirt. Course two is all type of tops and three is all type of, you know, pants. These are a very basic one that mm-hmm. they take. Then once they do this, of course, we do not allow any commercial pattern. You know that. Mm-hmm. Everybody, they draft everything that they do here. They draft it for all the sizes and uh, and they learn how to tailor them to. So once these three basic is done, we have one tailoring one. What they learn, now they are going to learn how to line them. They will line one skirt, one pants, and one jacket. So that is our basic. Then we go to couture courses, which is, again, we have three couture courses. And it takes us from the jackets to much more, you know, exclusive blouses and even to outerwear, Mm -hmm. which is coats and capes, things like that. Then we have another, what we call a tailoring too, which is they have to do three very high class, very exclusive suits to finish Mm -hmm. it. Then after that, these are all our flat pattern. One is done. Then we have three courses, what we call it body draping. If you watch Project Runway, you know how they design mm-hmm. everything. This is, the, we have three courses there. So look, this is even Savannah for the whole semester. They teach one of these lessons, one of these or two of them. In one 10 weeks, we, we teach that many lessons. Wow. And then we go to Couture at Body 2, and then it goes all the way to their uh, formal here mm-hmm. and then body three we have to of course three courses body three we call it and then they go to rouging and much much more formal mm-hmm. formal then the more then decorative more decorative stuff, yeah. more more detail more everything of course by by now they are completely good designer they can do mm-hmm. anything they wanted to then we have a bridal mm-hmm. which is didn't have it we added the bridal because a lot of our students they love to go into bridal industry Okay, so this one, once they do all that, we have an elective, we have three elective courses. One is the art of drapery, and one is costume, and one is menswear. Mm. They need to do, take one of these, not all of them, one of them in order to make these 600 clock hours, then they graduate. Some they go menswear, a lot of them they like the tuxedo, more tailoring, Mm -hmm. or some they go costume design, and some they go decorative, you know, Mm -hmm. whichever they wanted to. And that would conclude their 600 clock hours. It's all fashion study. So tell me, what makes something couture? Couture is, um, is a designer that the workmanship is the most highest 
the fabrication is the most highest and the design is something that does not go out of style quick. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like everything that you see here, they're at least 20 years old. Mm -hmm. You see, but it's still, I can have a great fashion show, very update with right. every one of them. Right. You I can walk I'm out saying? with a suit. You can walk from, out with the suit, yeah. very professional, very suit, right, right mm -hmm. now. So what made me successful is, was my attention to the detail mm -hmm. that it needs to be every scene right. And I'm doing the same thing to my students. They cannot get away if they don't do the, the things mm -hmm. right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Fit and, uh, you know, people are sick and tired of everything comes from China. They have seen it all. They've seen it gap. They've seen it everywhere. You go to France, you see them all. Mm -hmm. You know, just everything that you see here or near you. But really, still people are looking for someone who can do a design for them, especially for professionals that they were my client, like you were attorney, you know, so they can last for them 14, 15 years and still they will be proud of mm -hmm. it to wear it. That requires good fabric, good workmanship and detail. Good tailoring. Good tailoring mm -hmm. and all that. Then that, that, that will stay there. And are you able to, so I'm 48 now, you know, our bodies change. Are you able to uh, design clothes so that they will kind of last through those periods of life for a woman? Oh, that, yeah. Right. Still I wear, let me tell you, I used to do um, in 80s or early 90s, I used to do a lot of long jackets. Mm -hmm. Guess what? It came back. Mm -hmm. So what I kept it in my closet all these years, now I still I can use it. But... Yes, it should it should be good. Mm -hmm. It should if it's simple and classic design, not the whole lot of foo foo detail here and there, and especially for professionals mm -hmm. like an attorney mm -hmm. uh, that goes into the court, she needs a power suit that doesn't look like a macho man. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Needs to keep her fe femininity and then still keep the, like God. I can name you so many attorneys that I've designed for them then they became uh, judges and one of them is oh god other than judge Imber, kathy Ka compton oh mm -hmm. one of them karen she, baker she's on the spring court baker, mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then i've done a lot of really a lot of my clients they were attorneys mm -hmm. or judges mm -hmm. because yep. they want to wear something if they pay 1200 for a suit it should last them 12 years mm -hmm. or not to get out of shape but one time they take it to the cleaners right you see what i'm saying right that's what made me successful and made me famous among my fan mm -hmm. let's say professional women professional women yeah. right that's all i wanted to do i never wanted to do it any casual mm -hmm. and you know that and my most casual one was my unconstructed jacket still when it comes to the fashion show i would do formal when it comes to my clients they kids they would get married i would provide formal for them at no time but my career was based on professional mm -hmm. yeah that's what I like. Yeah. So one thing that I have always liked about you is that you're very, um, you're very straightforward. You don't beat around the bush. You're just very focused. And very focused. Yes, very focused. <laughs> Some um, they don't like it. <laughs> well, that's kind of my question. I have a Yankee sensibility because I'm from the North. And so I, I love your personality. But I can see where in the South, being from uh, originally from, mm -hmm. from another country mm -hmm. and then having this sort of more... Mm -hmm. A sort of determined and personality and going yeah. like that. Well, let me tell you, I think uh, we all destined to something mm -hmm. that we don't know. And even when I was a little kid and I always was small like that, going summertime to a school, I had no idea what, what is in front of me, but God knew that. Mm -hmm. When I came to the world right now, when I see how much I'm changing people's life, that was 
I've worked all these years. God has, you know, helped me to learn all these things by myself. Now I can give it back to the mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Instead of for them to spend so much money here and there and still not receiving the quality of education that I can provide them. I mean, that one was destined for me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I always was goal-oriented. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't put my neck on anything. At least I would go more than 200%. When I opened this school on 07, I had no idea how to run this school. Mm-hmm. I have, but the passion was that as soon as I saw the first few sessions that how much people they like what they are learning, that was it. Mm-hmm. And it moved me and it moved me. And my God, it wasn't easy. It has a lot of ups and downs. It had a lot of financial ups and downs and all that. But I look at it and I said, that was distance for me to do, to learn that, to come to another country and then to raise beautiful ch- children. This is, I did not do that. I mean, it was a power, which is, I call it God, Mm -hmm. who put me here and guided me all the way to here. And that was it. I just followed it. But yes, I'm very passionate. I don't do anything unless if I I know I'm doing it for good. Mm -hmm. And I'm very serious about my teaching. Um, I don't care if they like my face or not, Mm -hmm. as long as they learn Mm -hmm. what they are paying, as long as they can go out there and transfer this knowledge to others. I had one lady that she was from Gaza and she has her own line and still she has a, you know, successful line. But the ladies that they were there, they didn't have a good sewing machine, that her line was not good. So she came and she learned a few courses. And guess what? She went back and taught those ladies back there. And that's it. That Mm -hmm. is my reward. Mm -hmm. That how much is spreading, how much other people can learn from one seed. Mm -hmm. It all depends how the passion goes all the way. Yes. And I, I had replaced an older sewing machine. And so my cleaning lady's daughter, she expressed an interest in sewing. She loved to sew and make things. And I gave it to her because- Now I'm, you don't have a sewing machine. <laughs> well, I have my new one. I have my okay, new one. Good. Yes. Um, so I had this extra one I wasn't using. And I, you know, so I wanted to encourage her to chase her creativity and Why her you passion. don't take our campus class then do you want to take online class? Because I have about five jobs, <laughs> but I'm trying oh, okay. to get rid of them. Yeah. So- okay. um, And I don't know if this is something you've really explored, but you're the second woman from Iran I've gotten to know in my life, I think, you know, to to some extent. And the other one, uh, she was also a creative. She was a hairdresser, owned her own business in South Dakota. She had a very similar personality, very driven, very straightforward. And I just I loved her. Do you think I mean, I know there are different people in every culture. Was there some adversity or was there something that you can point to that sort of it comes with the culture? Well, or not. Maybe it was just the challenges. I mean, every culture that you look at it, every country that you go, you have people that they are driven. They are goal oriented. They want to change it. They want to educate it. And they are the one that they don't want. They don't care. You see what I'm saying? And I wanted to say that mainly Iranian women, uh, Iranian ladies, they are goal oriented. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't have a higher education, they try to do the best of what it is in their hand. I was watching some sort of show that the lady was saying, find something that you're really, really passionate about it and then make some, find out how you can make money out of Mm -hmm. it. That's the best job that you can have. 
So even if they have, a, they can stay home and they, they do, for example, catering, things like that, they do the best. They try to do the best. I really went back to Iran one time. On uh, 89, I opened this place around, I think, 90, I went back home one time. And although it was after revolution, after, you know, everything was changed and all that, and I could go to the upper town or lower town or midtown, and I could see, although they are forced, for example, to put all these, you know, hijab and all that, which is, is very admirable what they do, but still they try to make it the most classier way. Mm. The way that they put it on, it's just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then I would go to their, you know, uh, mall. And a lot of those ladies, they were the owners. They were running their Mm -hmm. business. Of course, there are right now, I hear that there is a lot of fashion schools there. And our culture, I'm talking about my profession. And if you wouldn't have even a refrigerator in your house, you would have a sewing machine Mm -hmm. at your house. That's what I thought. The art of couture is the art that is forgotten. People mm-hmm. are so easy. They go to the mall and buy that and that. They don't sit down and then they use their creative mind. And oh my God, we have the power that we can change the world. And if they do that, they enjoy it. This is what I'm trying to bring the art of couture back. Yes, there are some driven, you know, I was very young when I left the country and I have few friends. They are as ambitious and as helpful as those others. And I think these days of the time, you cannot just stay home and do nothing. How in the world they can do that? Mm -hmm. I was 55 when I opened this school. Mm-hmm. Which is at that time, a lot of people, they decide to retire. You see what I'm saying? No, there's not a retire. doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just going all the way. I can't yes. imagine you yeah. retiring. No, I yeah. can't. I go where I see. And your, your daughter is a doctor and your son is a lawyer? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. My daughter, yeah. she uh, she's at UAMS. She's OBGYN. And uh, my son is attorney. Mm-hmm. He works at Miller's Law Firm. Mm-hmm. And he's very happy on that one Good. too. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I was, I've been very blessed with yeah. my children. Yeah. yeah. Work hard, but they're, they're fantastic. And I have yeah. three beautiful grandchildren. Aww. So we have a show. Let me tell yes. you, we have a big fashion show on August 3rd. Mm-hmm. And, um, which is uh, Dr. Sybil Jordan Hampton is our keynote speaker mm-hmm. and Channel 4 is sponsoring as uh, Mallory Brooks mm-hmm. is our MC. And uh, then it is just the designers, whether they're students or they're graduate from Arkansas Fashion mm-hmm. School. We are having it at the Chanel Country Club. We are welcome people. They are welcome to come to call us here for the ticket. We are selling the ticket right now. And it is August 3rd, Saturday, August 3rd. It's going to be a great, great show. And then other than that, we enroll almost at the beginning of each month. Although in the website, it says March, June and all that. Summertime, we have special classes for kids that they are out of school. Mm. And they can come here and they can learn a couple of courses there instead of staying home. That is our June, July, August for kids that get out of school. And that can be from age of uh, 13 all the way to 18, 19, any ages. They learn to be creative. They learn to do something positive with their time. And you never know. Some of them, they are very interested to go into the fashion. And so that will be the beginning for them. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, our online classes. We just tried to, to do it just for Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of application came from different states. 
Of course, we have to have a license with those skills. So, uh, mm. yes, every one of them, we have to do that till we get accredited. Right now, for every one of them, even Nashville, we have to call their Department of Education. Say, okay, your student is trying to get to our online study. Would you give us a license? So we have to do all that. It's, mm-hmm. It is not easy. Mm-hmm. It is it is hard. But I think in future would be great. And a lot of, you know, my books are very easy to follow. Mm-hmm. And we are doing a lot of, a lot of videos for every lessons that we do for online classes. And I'm sure it will be a great success in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it takes time. You don't sell your fabric. You don't do any retail sales on fabric, no, right? No, I do not sell my fabric, although I'm not designing a whole lot. But still, I have some of the previous clients. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if Judge Imber, Annabelle asks me something, I like to be there for her. And then uh, if my students, they're doing a fashion show, things like that, or they have a client that they want exclusive fabric, yes, but I don't sell it to the public. No. Where is a good uh, resource for fabric? Because all oh. we have is Joanne. Yeah. It was a Hancock, at least was there. There is one that is on Cantrell, um, Cynthia East. Oh, yeah. That's not bad, although it's for upholstery. Right. But I've done some beautiful ball gowns out of mm-hmm. those. And they have some softer silk, too. Other than that, really, my stu- my students, we go when we go to Dallas, there is a couple of wholesalers there. And part of our education is I take them at least one time to Dallas and for them to see the market, to see the business side of it. And then while we are there, we go ahead and look at some of them and they buy the fabric there. Or when we went to New York, everybody bought it for. We found one store that it was 75% off. Mm. And then I went there and I told them, this is a student. They gave us even more discount. So they bought enough for two or three years. Yeah. No, yeah. in town, you cannot find a whole lot. I understand. Yeah, that. it's hard to find good quality, but it's uh, it's fun to look anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have, you know, a student or a student, they, they found a really good way. I have one young man that comes from Russellville and there's a Walmart, obviously, there. And he buys fabrics there. My God, I can put a $700 suit out of that one. And he buys it for 2 or $3. Wow. And sometimes even he brings it and he shares it with the students. So he classmate. just, he finds good. He finds good fabrics. Okay. He's going to be an art fan. Don't, don't miss our fashion show. We have okay. 11 designers. I'll be there. 11 of our designers that they are showcasing their line and even a couple of costume design we have there. It's going to be a phenomenal show. It's going to be a show that you never experienced before. Okay. I'm Stephanie. Okay. It's very good to meet you. Yeah, pleased to meet you too. My name is Freddie Reynolds. I live in Little Rock, Arkansas. All right. Are you from Little Rock? No, I grew up in Pampa. When did you start the school? I started school, I believe it was 2017. The fashion school? Yeah, fashion school, yes. Had you been in fashion before? Tell me kind of what led to this. It was a childhood thing, actually. Uh, I think I first started sewing when I was in like eighth grade. And then uh, as the years progressed, I don't know, it just seemed to settle in more and more. Uh, In my young adult life, I began to uh, seek out schools. I had moved from Arkansas to Milwaukee at the time. So I started attending schools there 
to a, a further my education, but I could never finish. Mm-hmm. You know, something always interfered. So I just decided to just put it on the shelf. Mm-hmm. You know, never gave up on the dream. Just put it aside. And then I decided when I uh, retired that I would jump into it. And so how did you hear about this? Were you just kind of looking around online or did you know? Yeah, yeah. actually, I, I was, uh, I, well, at that time I had moved to Michigan. So um, I knew I was retiring and I knew I was coming back to Arkansas. So I just kind of started looking for schools. Mm-hmm. And uh, the school was, I believe, the only one that was closest to me in a Pine Bluff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I read about it. And I even called, I think, a couple of times. I talked to Miss Cameron and she told me when I moved back to Arkansas, you know, to check her out. But I, I read about the school. I liked what I read. I liked the pictures that I saw. And I was impressed with the testimonies. Mm-hmm. What do you like to design? Well, I, actually, my my um, my desire has, has been to uh, do men's fashions. Uh, that has been my, uh, my dream. Mm-hmm. But there were no schools available here. So I thought, well, I want to, I'm ready to sew. You know, mm-hmm. so I kind of like the whole spectrum uh, men's, women. I haven't done any children, though, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I like it's when I started making dresses and I found out I could do so much and have so much fun with them. I said, well, you know, let's go with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. now, when you were in eighth grade, I mean, that's an unusual hobby to have as a young boy. Uh, yeah. Did you have a granny who taught you or like, do you do you know what? Yeah. Started um, that? Yeah, I do. My my oldest sister. Uh, she was in, I think, like ninth or tenth grade, and you know she sewed all the time. She would come home from work. She had afternoon jobs. She would come home from work. And she had stopped at the fabric store. She got a pattern and she sat at the machine all night long until it was done. And I was just curious as to the outcome, so I would get up and watch her get ready until she put that dress on. And then I decided that that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also, uh, I was kind of a little nerd, you know, so I couldn't do that. I couldn't get that sports thing. I couldn't do basketball. And I got tired of being teased and all that. So I was like, you know, let's try something else. I think I was trying to find my place. Mm -hmm. So when I saw the outcome of her fabrics, I I just felt like that's where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. What was your line of work before you retired? I worked in uh, housekeeping, housekeeping oh. management, housekeeping uh, in, in hospitals and malls and mm-hmm. stuff. I retired from the University of Michigan housekeeping department there. Are you going to be in the fashion show in August? I am. You are? Okay. Yes. It's exciting. <laughs> now you, she's, she mentioned that you were featured uh, on Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. Steve Harvey. How did that happen? I believe it was Channel 4. It, it happened through an interview that I did with Channel 4. Mallory Brooks interviewed me. It was a real nice interview. She came and talked with me, and and one of Steve Harvey's staff members saw saw the video, and uh, she uh, immediately called me and talked to me about uh, coming to the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said that she'd have to do a pitch for me first. You know, it took really... We started talking in November, and in January, they were calling me to uh, come and do the show. What was the focus of the show? Was it just um, men in fashion? Was it age-related? Yeah. For my segment, uh, it was um, how I pursued my dream, how I stayed at it and, and didn't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the age of, of 65, 
I decided to just jump out there and do it. It was more or less to encourage other people to have dreams, you know, to never get up on them. I mean, give up on them because it's never too late. Never too late. Never yeah. Too late. Yeah. I'm still, I'm 48 and I'm still <laughs> you know? doing all the things. Hey, you know, yeah. 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 Something might stick someday. <laughs> uh, so do you, uh, do you have a muse? I mean, what, what do you know what inspires you? Well, people inspire me, mm-hmm. actually. You know, people inspire me. Sometimes I, you know, I, I, I look at people and I, I don't know, things just come to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess another thing is that I like the artistry of it. You know, I like it, the fact that it happens in your mind and then you put it on paper and it's transformed mm-hmm. uh, to a beautiful garment. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, and then being around other designers here at the school, you know, and watching them and seeing their ideas, that inspires me as well. Mm-hmm. And your colleagues in the school are supportive and you're all in this together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never, I took her class, yeah. but I just did the, like the first segment and I was really just a hobby for me, but everyone was super supportive and it was fun. And yeah. We were excited for each other, yeah. you know, and do you find that to be true? Yeah, it is, it is true. I mean, like, I mean, like those girls down there, they, they just... Big time fun. Okay, I mean, I'm in the morning class, but every now and then I'll stick around down there. But uh, when we went to New York, I'm sure she mentioned New York. Yes. There was like 11 designers that went to New York. And I mean, we had a blast. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us did like, you know, six to eight garments, you know, so it was it was outstanding. What was that like to see your... Because you saw your work on the runway, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. was that like? Yeah, it was... because because that was another thing i when i would watch uh, tv shows and i would see those fashion shows and stuff and and i I was i that was another thing i told myself that was going to happen for me um i was gonna do that one day Mm -hmm. and then when i joined the school and, and learned that you know they occasionally go to new york i was like yes and then when it became final that we were going it was it was really exciting for me. Well, she said that the the I think she said it was the media were very complimentary yeah. of the quality yeah. that you all put out. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she she teaches us to go for nothing less than the best. Yeah. You know, she's very exacting. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, very detailed. Make sure the garment looks well underneath mm-hmm. as well as, uh, you know, on top. So, um she taught us. I mean, she instilled those things in us. She's a great inspiration you know, mm-hmm. to us all. She settles for nothing less than the best. Mm-hmm. Seriously. As it should be. <laughs> right. And it's her name on this school. That's right. So she wants you to go out there and make her proud, right? That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Because we'll, we'll, we'll be representing her and the school when we leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you know what you are going to do when you finish school? I'd really like to study under um, a designer. Uh, a known designer so I can learn some more of the trade mm-hmm. and uh, learn some more about uh, garments and the business. Manufacturing. I mean, there's oh, yeah. lots of stuff yeah, yeah. to learn. It is. It is because, I mean, now that I've graduated and since I did that interview, you know, getting a lot of phone calls, people want dresses, people want clothes made. And it's kind of hard, you know, because I'm going to school and then I'm working too, you know. So there's a lot that goes into it. 
than, than just designing. You need people, mm-hmm. people for everything. People that have phones, people to cut patterns. You know, so I want to learn how to maneuver all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you say since you graduated, but you're still. Well, I didn't mean since I graduated. I, I, since you started the. When I graduate. When you graduate, right. Yeah. yeah. Two more questions. Is it like what we watched on Project Runway? I used to watch it obsessively. I haven't for quite a few years, but. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean the school, but like right. going to Fashion Week and yeah. that kind of madness. It's it's exciting. Um, we have not had the challenges that uh, Project One Way One Ray have. You know, <laughs> Thank making, goodness. <laughs> really, you know, making garments. You know, but yeah, it it, it it it's it's as exciting. You know, as you see, you know, on TV, especially when you know you got to do a show and stuff, and you know everybody's pumped. You know, trying to get it together, and it's really nice when all of us are down there. You know going, you know, here and there, you know, making, making it happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in a sense, it is kind of like Project Runaway. But I guess the good thing about it is that, you know, we have time to draw our garments and we, you know, have her to to guide us mm-hmm. you know, into the right direction and how to make our garments look like we want them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine the, the pressure of, of doing a show like that, cooking, sewing, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. To anyone listening, no matter what age they are, what would be your advice to them? The advice that I would have is for them to, first of all, not give up on, 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 on what you're pursuing, regardless of how it seems or how cloudy it gets sometimes. You know, keep the dream alive uh, is not just a slang saying. It, it, it is something that, you know, you have to do, keep it alive. And I would also advise them to, you know, surround yourselves with people of, of, of like, like-minded so that uh, they can keep you in, encouraged and, uh, you know, keep you pushing, you know, up that ladder mm-hmm. until you reach the, the success that you want. Mm-hmm. So um, never give up mm-hmm. regardless, you know. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about the school or? Uh, the school has been uh, very, very uh, instrumental in my life. Uh, the school has, has taught me not only how to sew, but it has taught me how to uh, mingle and to get along, you know, with other people, you know, because all of us have different personalities and, and attitudes. Mm-hmm. But it has, it has taught me to, you know, get along with people. The school has also, it has been there for me. I mean, there were times when... Those discouraging times still, still would come, but you know she's always there for us. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good. I mean, it's just not it's just not sewing. Uh, it has proved to be a real family for us. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like to hear so, that. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I wish I'd stuck with it. Yeah, at the time I was in the middle of a really dark depression. Mm -hmm. And so I think I was using sewing as an outlet because I would just go up to the sewing room and I would just sit there, you know, all day and, and sew. and then I took this class and I just wasn't in the right place in my life to, Mm -hmm. to continue it. I don't like to have regrets, so I don't say I regret it, but, but definitely I felt that same bond with my classmates growing. And of course I adore her and, you know, and so it's, um, it just even the short time I was here, it was a yeah. really great experience. So yeah. I'm glad to hear that you feel the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's 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 you know it's really nice you know uh, you know just being here, just coming in and you know see all, all the fashion and sewing machines and stuff you know because you know that's our life and you know like you said for some of us to, you know to come here it's 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 a release. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know it's a release for us. Yeah. 
So yeah, I love it. Do you have a, a website or anything? I am using an Instagram. Oh yeah. Instagram page, uniquely Freddy. Uniquely Freddy. Yeah, F R E D I. F R E D I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll link to that in our show notes, and I'll go find your Steve Harvey interview, and I'm assuming it's out there somewhere. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. It's really good to meet <laughs> you. Yeah. Too. Thank you. All right.